Okay, let's get started with Parshas Kisavo, Tavshin Ayin Ches. And we um, do not have too many shirim left in uh, this uh, calendar year, Tavshin Ayin Ches, but Hashem, we look forward to the end of this year, the beginning of next year. Next week, I think, will be the, uh, the last year for Tavshin Ayin Ches before we get to the following week, uh, Tavshin Ayin Tes. Okay, we start off with the first bits in the Parsha, and that's the mitzvah of Bikurim. If we look in the Torah, the Torah tells us, when we come to Eretz Yisrael, and Hashem gives us Nachla, we take from the first fruits, and the first fruits, we know this means the one of the Shiva Saminim, we go to the Kohen, the Kohen takes the basket, and we put it in front of the Mizbeach, we have the whole declaration of Iker Bikurim, which we're familiar with from the Haggadah, Arami Ovid Avi, Vayered Mitzrayma, etc., and we have the whole process. The Mishnah in Bikurim tells us, Rashi quotes a little bit of it, but the uh, full picture is in the Mishnah in Bikurim, uh, discusses what exactly we do. So the Mishnah's Lashon is, you have a quote there in source number one, Ketzad mafrishin as ha-Bikurim, Yoreid adam betoch sadehu, Veroet te'ena shebichra, Eshkol shebicher, Rimon shebicher. We see one of the first fruits that um, became ripe, Right, we don't put it on the barley or the wheat, right, it's not gonna be so, so edible to take a, take a, a bite out of, but the pomegranates and the grapes and the figs, and we kosher begemi omer hare elu bikurim. We're not gonna remember, you know, which one, it was the first one, months later when we pick it, so we tie a little gemi, a little ribbon around it, and we say hare elu bikurim, so when it gets bigger, we, we know. Interesting word asked here, the Karasla Shabbosonic, he quotes one of the tzaddikim. Ramosha Le Misasov, what's the what is the word gemi? You have to tie it with a gemi. How about tie it with any material? Why dafke is gemi? Why do we dafka tie the bikurim with a gemi, some type of specific material, but it's called a gemi, not a, such a common word that is used in in the Mishnah. So he explains El Atirabi line seven. Iker mitzvahs bikurim, as we know, many mafarshim, many svarim talk about the Iker of the mitzvah bikurim. The root of bikurim is hakarasatov to recognize that it's not me. It's not that I am a great farmer and these uh, this is my uh, yibul, this is my produce. Shadam yiskaras habor yisparach. We have to constantly remember Hashem. Shekin kasher adam avad bisadehu viata hitzmiach peros mishubachim aluhu iltaos uliz gaos. Right, I, there's a worry that I might think that it's great. Kochi yadi. It's all I did. So many mitzvahs related to this. Bikurim included. That's why the Torah says, right, when you get the first one, you give it to God's servants. You bring it to the base of Migdash, and you take the priya rishona mushubach yavivi aniach lefnei Hashem kedishi iskar heitev. So we always remember it's a kaddish baruch that's great. It's not me. It's a kaddish baruch that helps these grows. Gemi gedolim mase Hashem. Right, we dafka do something to remind us. Right, the yud is the shem uh, hashem, a double yud. Right, and that's gedolim masay hashem. That's why we dafka use, and the Mishnah uses the word gemi. And really, we could say that we have to put a gemi on a lot of things in life. Right, maybe not a literal physical gemi, but whatever any we have, we're zocha to any bracha in the physical world, in the spiritual world. We have to tie a gemi gedolim masay hashem. We have to recognize who, where it comes from. We have to recognize. What the source of our of our uh, of our bracha is? Again, that's the uh, that's the message of Bikurim, and that is what we have to uh, to focus on. Ah, 
If anybody has a, has a simcha this week, obviously the source of all simcha we recognize, right? When the, we have to, uh, we start uh, many uh, weddings this time of year, right? The gdola masay Hashem, right? We have to make sure at the beginning of a, uh, of a marriage, to put a gemi on the marriage. Who is the center of all bracha, and we have to make sure that he gets the he gets the credit. Okay, moving right along. There's a yalkut on this pasuk as well. We have mikra bikurim, and we say yamarta, and we say that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has given us um, everything. I have brought the first of my fruits. But yeah, right, right, after going through the uh, whole uh, history, and you bow down. Right, we've spoken in past years. The Nesiva Shalom has a has an essay on Hishtachavaya. This is the only mitzvah in the entire Torah that part of the mitzvah is lehishtachavos on a daraisa level. Right, we bow in davening also. But that's where the rabbis told us to bow. But here in the Torah, what does that symbolize? The Medrash says, Hakol Bishvil Hashtachavaya. So we mentioned that a number of, uh, of years ago. But let's focus on the first part of the Pasik. If you look in the Yalka Shimon, he quoted in the beginning of source number two, says the uh, Yalkut, oh, I didn't, oh, right on top, in Revi Yosef Nechemia, he quotes it. Three words. Three drashos. Viata miad. And now means immediately. Hinei b'simcha. Hinei is a lashon of simcha. But the Medrash says this in a, in a few places. We've spoken in the past, the Meshachachma comments on Parshas Vayeshev. When Yosef HaTzadik was telling his dreams to the brothers, he says, Hinei. And that's why the brothers got so upset. He was saying it with simcha. All right, and that's what, uh, okay, you want to say over your dreams, but don't be so happy about it, though. We're going to be bowing down to you. But Hinei is the simcha. Hevesi Micheli. Mine. What's the message of that Yalkut? Vata Hinei Hevesi. Miyad Besimcha Micheli. So this is quoted here in the Yosef Dechemia Kornitzer. It's quoted from, right, see on the bottom of the thought, Shafsi Frankel, right, of the Frankel Rambam fame. Right, Shafsi Frankel's, is, his father-in-law was Yosef Dechemia. So says Rabbi Yosef Nechemia. So his son-in-law quotes him here. Uh, this vart Really, there are three aspects to the mitzvah of staka when we give something, which bikurim is is related to. Bikurim, we're giving it to the kohen. So gimel three aspects. Aleph etzem nesinas staka. Number one, just giving it, just giving something of mine to the ani. That's number one, doing the actual act. Number two, beis. To know and to recognize when the Ani needs it. Right? Not to wait till when I want to give. Sometimes when I want to give is not when he's in need. Sometimes when he's in need, I'm also in need. Right? The, the, the uh, Chazal say that we have to give Tzedakah Bishas Dochako. So Pashas, that means that Ashas that, that he's bedochik, and that's true. But also, it's Bashas Dochako, even when the person is bedochik. Doesn't mean that they don't give staka. Doesn't mean that they, they don't give what they can. So, number two, we have to give it in a timely fashion. Before one falls into the state of destitute, uh, being destitute, right, the highest level of staka, the Ram says giving somebody a job, but preventing. Once they fall, much harder. So preventative, number two. 
Number three, Gimel, Litin Atstaka Besimcha, Uvachavit Slave. To give it with a smile. A smile of Lo Yerel of Afcha Besitchalo, not to have a, a, uh, upset heart when we give. Visamakta Lafreya Shabal Kecha, Valeva Geva Yasa Avana, etc. As Rashi says, So three aspects of the mitzvah of, of staka. Number one, the etham nesinets at staka. Number two, to give staka when the ani needs it. And number three, to give it with a smile. Suggest the Rabbi Yosef Nechemia Kornitzer. That's exactly what this Yalkut is referring to. What does the Yalkut say? Right away. Right? Prop right now. The ani needs it right now. V'yatah. Hinei b'simcha. To give it with a smile, without grumbling, realizing that it's a chance to do a, to do a mitzvah. Hevesi, right? What is hevesi? Misheli, right? To give from me, to actually do the maisa. Recognize that Hashem gave me something, and I am now the proprietor, and I'm the shomer, and I'm the treasurer, and I'm giving it out. Ulam, line 16. Ema adam no se'en atzdaka bi'ito. Ubizmano, the Ozer La Animikodem Shinafal, Vim Gam Im who knows in Atsaka Bisimcha, Shneela Hema Hishtat Futo, Bimaisa Mitzvah. And that's the Medrash, and that's what's alluded to. Says of Yosef Nechemia, it's not just about doing it, but it's doing it uh, in a timely fashion. And of course, we can expand this. It doesn't only have to do with money, Staka is with time, Staka is with Sumet Lev, with, with showing uh, attention. And we have to do that besimcha. And we have to do that in a timely fashion. When others need it. When we know others need a phone call, going through a, a crisis. Right? Somebody else needs it. So then I have to make sure to do that, you know, with a uh, feeling of simcha, feeling that it's an opportunity that I have to give. And I have to do it in a timely fashion and realize that Kodesh Baruch Hu gives me kochos in order to share them and to make sure that the other is taken care of as well. Okay. Moving right along. Those are two thoughts on Mikra Bikurim. Then we get into Vidui Maisros. A fascinating question that we're all familiar with the halacha, but maybe we don't always think about the reason for this halacha. The Pasuk tells us, When you finish tithing, when you finish taking off Maiser, from all of your Maiser, in the third year, the year of the Miser, and you've given to all of the recipients, and they shall eat, and they shall be satiated, and then we say, Okay, so we all know that what happens that third year, but interesting, the Pasuk calls it, when you come to the third year, the year of the Miser. So what does Rashi say on that? Don't always catch this. Why is it called Shnasa Meiser? The Shana of the Meiser? Rashi. Shana she'en nohigba ela Meiser echad. Bishnei Meisros she'enoagu bishtei shanem shalafaneha. We might have said, what does Shnasa Meiser mean? Well, we know in year three and year six, we have Meiser Ani instead of Meiser Sheni. So without looking at Rashi, I would have said, this is the year of the Meiser, it's the year of the Meiser Ani. That's the, that's the special Meiser this year. Rashi said just the opposite. Right? This is the year that only one Miser that has been going on until now is still going on. That's what Miser is referring to. Yeah, not a machlok, that's just interesting. What is Miser referring to? A year that the Miser that has been knowing for the past couple of years, only one of them. Shoshana Rishon of Shmita Noi Bohen Miser Rishon. Kemoshen Emar. 
This is the source in the Torah that in year three, Good, that's the halacha that we know in years one, two. One, two, three, four, five, six, there's Meiser Rishon. In one's years one, two, four, and five, there is uh, Meiser Shani. And in years three and six, there is Meiser, Meiser Un. Interesting question to think about. Why is it, ask the Rav Saratskin in the Zayim Torah. We all know this halacha. Did we ever think about why? Why does Meiser Shani get four years and Meiser Ani only get two? You know, one might have thought... That once you're, we have an institution called Meiser Ani, like we just spoke about the importance of Staka. So Meiser Ani should be four years. Meiser Shani can be two years. Why is it that proportion? Why is Meiser Shani double in time and in proportion than Meiser Ani? Get a question that not many deal with. Xeris HaKasim. Hashem says, okay, but is there anything, any message that we can, can learn from it? So suggest Rev Saratskin. What is the purpose of Meiser Shani? What does the Torah say? is the purpose of Meiser Shani. The Torah says it. The Torah says it. In a, um, a few weeks ago, says the source number three, Matoras Meiser Shani before Eshes Batorah. Laman Tilmad, Liyira, as Hashem Alokecha Kolayamim. What's the purpose of Meiser Shani? To come to Yerushalayim every so often and to gain Yerat Shemayim from the experience. Or is it a beautiful Tosfus in Baba Basra, I think it's Tafchaf Aleph, where Tosfus says, when we go and we see the Kohanim and the Leviim, and we see them working, so medaktik, in Shlemus HaAvoda, and we see them, that just inspires us. But we have, sometimes if we're next to one of our Rebbeim, we're next to an amazing person, it's just like we feel like special, we feel like in awe. So imagine a Beis Hamigdash, we can't imagine it, but imagine a whole city that's on fire, we're in awe. That's my Shani. My Shani imbues us with Yeresh Ulefichach, says Rev Saratskin. That's why there's more. Aleinu lahafresh dalad pa'amim b'shmita chelak asiri mitvoaseinu k'deishin v'alei chelak yud michayinu l'fei Hashem. So we spend a good portion of our lives in Yerushalayim. Without worrying about anything. V'nimal l'yiras Hashem kolayamim. So the purpose of Meister Shani is you're at Shemayim. The purpose of Meister Ani, that's straightforward, Staka. To give poor, to give Meister to the Ani. So what do we see from the proportion? We're supposed to be more focused on our Yerat Shemayim than on Nesinat Staka? That's what it sounds like. We can learn. It seems like we're supposed to be more focused on our own personal spiritual growth, Yerashamayim, perfecting myself, purifying myself, educating myself. More worried about that. Right, so is that true? We're focused, supposed to be more focused on Yerat Shamayim? That's what it seems like. Says of Saratskin, let me explain why. Right, we're, we're not taking a stand here that Ben Adam versus Ben Adam 
Right? We're not saying here that Ben Adam Makom is more important than Ben Adam Machavero. Or working on myself is more important than, than helping out a fellow Jew. That's not what's happening here. Let's not focus on general categories. What are we specifically focused on? Yerat Shamayim. That's what the mitzvah of Maestro Shady brings. Yerat Shamayim. So why is that the most important? Explains Rav Saratskin. Because Yerat Shamayim colors and affects everything about us. And if we have a, per- if we're perfected in Yerat Shamayim, I'll give more tzedakah. And if I'm perfected in Yerat Shamayim, I'll care more for my fellow Jew. So it's not that Yerat Shamayim is more than staka. But Yerat Shamayim will help me make the right decisions in my staka decisions. Vasvara no he says on the bottom right. If I have proper perspective and Yerat Shamayim, then when I see somebody, in need, I'll cover them, I'll feed them. We, we don't focus on each other enough. Right? If we were perfect Jews and the Torah perfectly shaped our religious personalities, we would be perfect in all areas. As we know, we have it in, inherently. That's what's part of us. We're a family. We're connected. Right? More than anybody. Right? A Jew goes to a place where he doesn't know anyone. He goes to a foreign city. All of a sudden, somebody hears, oh, there's a Jew in town, come for Shabbos. Unbelievable. Total strangers would go out of the way for a fellow Jew. So we have it. But in terms of all the decisions we make, Yiras Elokim, Elokim, But because our Yirat Shemayim is going down, so Rachman al-Islan, the rest of our religious personality, is also faulty. If we don't have Yirat Shemayim at the root of who we are, then everything else in our life could be warped. And we could think we're making correct decisions, but it's not. It's not happening. That's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says in Shabbos, Lamad Aleph. Right after the famous Gemara of the source for Shas Mishnayis, based on the Pasuk in Yeshayahu, what did the end of that Pasuk say? Yiras Hashem hi Right? The Otsar, the holder of all of Shas, is Yiras Hashem. Right? The, the Gemara says there, Vafilu hachi, Yiras Hashem hi The Gemara continues, Kol Adam sheishbo Torah, Vebo Yiras Shamayim, if I have Torah without Yerat Shemayim, I have the inner room keys, but not the outer room keys. So I can't get there. It's meaningless for me. Because I don't have the Yerat Shemayim that affects it. Moshe Feinstein writes about this. It is Akdama to the Igris Moshe. He says a posek. How do we make decisions about halacha? It's not robotic. It's not about, okay, I put in the, all the information and an answer comes out. I could do all that and I, come, I could come up with a totally wrong answer. What is Ramosha's Lashon? Ramosha's Lashon. Yes, we have to do the research. What does that have to do with anything? I looked at the sources, I figured it out. Says Ramosha. If somebody looks at the sources and figures it out, but he does not have COVID Rosh and Yerami Hashem Yisbarach, so the answer could be far from the answer HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking for. Rahman al-Islam, we see that often in our day. 
when there are sometimes people that can know a lot of Torah, but if they don't have the Yerat Shamayim, then what comes out is not representative of Torah. And that's what Ramosha says, and that's the message. Rav Sarotskin says, why Meiser Shani is four years? Because Yerat Shamayim, Yerat Hashem, being inspired by the, what the Beis HaMikdash represented, that is crucial. Of course we need Meiser Ani. And that's why we have it two years. But Meiser Shani is four years because that is crucial in our religious development. Very, very crucial, important thought. Okay. Another famous question that we could deal with, I think we, deal, we dealt with this once, five or six years ago, and that is Vidui Maestros. We say this Vidui every couple of years. Why is it called Vidui? Vidui we usually associate with what we'll be starting, Bezos Hashem, Mosi Shabbos, with Slichos. Vidui, I did something wrong. The Rambam has three parts of Vidui. Right? Mentioning the Chait, saying I'm not going to do it again, feeling bad about it. So Vidui is usually something that I did wrong. So a couple of years ago we mentioned Rav Yeruchim. Maybe Vidui just means, you know, an expression of words. But if you look in the Yam Simcha, we haven't quoted from him in a while, Rabbi Fried, the Yam Simcha, source number four, he quotes the Minchas Chinuch and then maybe learns a lesson from it. He says, look at Rashi, Zev Vidui Meiser, V'yesh lohav in etzim ha'agdara shal Vidui kan. Right, one has to analyze. What does Vidui mean here? What chait did one do? Ayin besvarno, the chiddish gado yesh b'minchas chinuch kan. The minchas chinuch on the mitzvah vidui maestros has a chiddish where he says, no, 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 this is vidui. Like we know what vidui means. Shehel aladina deino mizvada ella almashe icher milahafresh as amatonus velitnam lekoyin ulelevi. It's the vidui because maybe we did it all now, but. Maybe we didn't do it all in a timely fashion. Yeah, I did it, but I used the extensions and I, I filed, but, you know, every extension I could get, you know, I, uh, I used. So we didn't do it, Bisrizus. We say, But let's say, says the Menchaz Chenech, let's say I did everything perfectly. I did everything per- I gave exactly what I'm supposed to give, what I'm supposed to give. Guess what? There's no vidui maestros. That's the Chiddush of the Minchas Chinuch. Avalamasa kol b'moado, eno misvade klau. De'elo amashel isvados. Nimseh laklav kolecha misvade v'zeo Chiddush. The pashas to matzino chile kazeh. We don't find such a Chiddush that only certain people say vidui maestros. But either way, that's the Chiddush of the of the Minchas Chinuch. Says the Am Simcha, what's the message though for us from the Minchas Chinuch? Uba Amdenu Bimearachmi Viratzon, right? This always comes up. Everything in all these parashiyas, you have to connect to, to Chodesh El. Right? What's the message for us? Even if I do it, if it took me a while to do it, so I, maybe I have to do tshuva for that too. Tshuva isn't just for things I did wrong. Tshuva is for things I did right. But maybe I didn't do it quick enough. I didn't do tshuva quick enough. I have to do tshuva for not doing tshuva in its proper time. Remember what the Mesulah Sharm says? Mesulah Sharm says, tshuva, there are three aspects that we recognize. Tshuva. Hashem gives us, number one, Hashem doesn't punish us right away. Number two, Hashem, even when He punishes us, it's not really what we deserve. It's just a percentage of what we deserve. And number three, He gives us the opportunity to wipe it all, wipe it all away. The amazing chesed of tshuva. That he delays. 
But that doesn't mean that we, we shouldn't be acting quicker. Right, we have to chuba for that. Right, it's like uh, we have to do whatever we can. And he quotes a beautiful marshal from the Kitzur Ashla. You know, chuva is always better when it's done quickly. You ever spill something ever? It happens often in our house. Right, you spill something on your shirt. If you go to the sink right away and you just try to, you know, stay, get it, get off the stain, it, it's, it's, it comes out. It comes out. Again, okay, on Shabbos you can't do anything. What can you do? But during the week, if you go to put water on it right away, then it kind of comes out. You got, you got a chance. You try two days later, a week later, it's much harder to get the stain out. Once it sets, that's hate, says the Shlaha Kadosh. It says, when I first do it, it's easy. I can just rub it out. It's not part of me yet. It's not ingrained in me yet. Once it's more part, it's much harder. I, it's not, no excuse. I have to get rid of it. But it's much harder. You don't see any, uh, anything. You don't see anything. That's the, uh, mushal that the, that he gives. And that's vidui maestras. Vidui maestras. Dezeguva mizvadim. I didn't say vidui tekef. Right? Why are you doing vidui if you did it anyway? You didn't do it properly? You didn't do it in time? I didn't do tshuva quick enough? That's the other uh, vidui. He doesn't quote it here, but I think elsewhere in his sefer he quotes. We mentioned the story before, talking about tshuva, about the lack of recognition right away. The tshuva, the uh, story of Rav Sadigon. I don't know too many stories about Rav Sadigon. Rav Sadigon one time was, uh, was rolling around in the snow. I guess I don't know if there was snow in Bavel, but this is how the story goes. Maybe he was doing something. And it's Hamid to say, Rebbe, what? What's going on? He says, I'm doing tshuva. So Rebbe, what are you doing tshuva for? He says, you know, I just came back from a trip. And on my trip, I stayed in an inn, which was fine. Stayed in an inn, and it was great, and it was fine. I was treated well. And as I was, as I was about to leave, somebody recognized who I was. And they started saying, oh, Rapsad, you go, the God of the door. Oh, my and all of a sudden, the innkeeper realized who I was. He's like, I'm so sorry. I can't believe it. I can't believe I had a year of Sadiqan. I would have given you the super special suite. And I would have done this and that. And he's like, you did fine. You treated me very nicely. You didn't do anything wrong. And the store, no, if I would have known who you are, I would have done so much more and so much more. Rav Sadiqan says, every single day I have a deeper recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm like, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize who you are. I didn't realize why you're so amazing. You're so great. So every day, says Jeff Sadigon, I have a deeper recognition of Hakadosh Baruch Hu more than I was yesterday, and I didn't know. So I'm like that innkeeper. I didn't realize, and now I realize how great Hakadosh Baruch Hu is after tshuva from what I didn't do yesterday. So again, tshuva is not just about doing it, but it's about when we do it. Okay, moving right along. Perachavav pasuk yudzayin. Pasuk yudzayin. Very challenging pasuk just to translate the Pasha Pshat. Moshe Rabbeinu, if you remember here, we're closing in on the end. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu has been giving a six-week pep talk, five to six-week pep talk, from Rosh Chodesh Shvat to Zayin Adar, that is Sefer Dvarim. And here, we get towards the end. He says, Hayom Azeh, you know today, all the mitzvahs. And then Moshe, Moshe says, Pasuk Yudzayin, Es Hashem He'emarta Hayom. Hashem did something. He'emarta. Next pasuk. Vashem he'emircha hayom. 
So you, B'nai Yisrael, did something to Hashem, and Hashem did something for you. And the verb is emor. What, how do you translate it? Unusual usage. Usually Amar is to say. Doesn't seem like it means that here. He-emarta, right? Or he-emircha. What exactly does it mean? So you look in Onkelis, Vashem chatvach yomadein. And Yos Hashem chatavta yomadein. What is that? What is lachtov? That's to chisel, to cut away. Next week's Parsha, we have, right, the beginning of the, uh, the Parsha. Right, who's standing? Who's standing in Nitzavim? Mechote veitzecha. You chiseled out God, God chiseled out you. What, what is exactly is the Pasuk trying to tell us? So the Gemara talks about this. In the beginning of Masechah's Chagiga, you have at the beginning of source number five quoted, right, the beginning of Chagiga, Rabbi Azariah, as Hashem Hamarta Yom, Yisrael, Atem Asituni, Chativa Achas Ba'olam. Right, you made me one Chativa. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alakeinu, Hashem Echod. V'yani Yaselach Eschem, Chativa Achas Ba'olam. And I will make you, mi ka'amcha Yisrael, go'echad ba'aretz. You made me one chativa, I made you one chativa. What's the depth of this medrash, of this gemara? And what's the depth of the pasik? So the Ber Yosef here has a longer piece, but I just gave you the first uh, part of it. The Ber Yosef says in source number, source number five, the pasik, mi ka'amcha Yisrael, go'echad ba'aretz could have three different interpretations. Where do you put the comma? Mi ka'amcha Yisrael goy echad ba'aretz. Number one on the left side, he says one way to say it, to understand it is, B'nai Yisrael, there's nobody like you. If you look in any nation in the whole world, there's no one like you. And the comma would go, Mi ka'amcha Yisrael, comma. It's one nation in the whole world. There's, there's not even one nation like you. Look for all the other nations. Not one nation. Who is like you? Even one nation? No, there's no one like you. That's one way to understand it. Left side. I'm sorry. The earlier Pirushim are on the right side. Line 15. There are two pshatim that one could say before he says his own pshat. Nobody's been so loyal. Nobody has been so subservient. But then, line 23, another pshat is that no. Put the kamcha, put the kama towards the end. Mi kamcha Yisrael goy echad ba'aretz is going on Yisrael. Hainu sha'am Yisrael hu goy echad ba'achtus yachad ish imre ehu. Who is like you, goy echad? Like we mentioned earlier, a united nation, a connected nation, one that cares about each other. Mishpacha be mishpacha, v'shevet b'shevet, v'ishpachiv yachtov, yidubku k'ishachad, mashein tukvatsam b'chal amin. The connection that every Jew has to each other—it's—it's—it's it's, it's mind-boggling. If you think about any part of our history, and anything that a fellow Jew wouldn't do for someone else, and take strangers into their houses, and do anything, and we're connected. 
If there's a, if there's a Jew on one side of the world that's Bitsaris, somebody on the other side of the world is saying Tehillim for them. It's unbelievable if we think about the schus that we have. So, Mikam Yisrael, Goyechad. Who is like this Goyechad, this unique, united nation? Which is a beautiful shot. They're both beautiful. But maybe there's another idea. And that's what the Pasuk's referring to. Because what does the Gemara do? And what does the Pasuk do? There's a parallel between what we do for Hashem and what Hashem does for us. It's a parallel. As Hashem Hamircha. And Hashem HaMarta Hayom, right? The, the Pasuk. It's Hashem HaMarta Hayom and Hashem HaMircha Hayom. So Hashem is not Ba'achdus. Right? And it's not like you can look for any other nation. So if you want to have a parallel, and the Gemara quotes this Pasuk in this context, there has to be something else. See, he suggests, well, let's start with the other side. What does Hashem Echad mean? Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. So that means a unique, not a unique, like a unique, right? Echad doesn't mean one, but unique, miyuchad. Hashem Echad doesn't mean there are many others and he is unique among others. There's nothing in the category, right? We say it in Adon Olam, we say it in Yigdal, right? Ein sheni bira. You can't compare anything. That's the Echad of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the Chativa Achas Ba'olam. We make Hashem as Echad. There's no other power. That's the Mika Amcha Yisrael Goy Echad Ba'aretz. Qualitatively. It's a different concept of Goy, of Am. Not just, oh, we are more Ba'achdus. We are, you, no. We're a different Bria. We're a different context. Again, not Chas V'Shalom in a way that says better. Not Chas V'Shalom. This isn't a, a comment of, of better. This isn't Chas Judaism is not racist. Chas V'Shalom. But it's a different tafkid. There's a different tafkid. And we are called upon to have higher, more responsibilities and more obligations and more privileges. But the most downtrodden, right? And anybody wants to join us, we push them away, right? Am Yisrael. But Am Yisrael is still around after thousands of years, like Rabbi Yaakov Emden said, right? The greatest miracle in the history of the world is the fact that we're still around. Ad And that was 300 years ago when he said that. Says the Bar Yosef, that's what Echad is. That's his Chiddush. Ein shum goy zulas Yisrael. goy. Right? It's not just a group of individuals that decided to come together because they have a, they have joint, joint uh, goals. No, the divine keeps us together here. The Torah is what binds us. Something beyond this world, and that is what um, creates Am Yisrael. Okay. Moving right along. Very special thought coming up. Every thought is special, but this is uh, unique. We know the major part of the parsha is the Tochacha, the second Tochacha of the Torah. We know we are fulfilled with Akanis Ezra. When Ezra tells us to read the Tochacha two weeks before Rosh Hashanah and two, two weeks before Shavuos, so that is what Be'ez Hashem we will be doing on Shabbos, reading the curses uh, that take place. A couple of questions. A couple of questions. Number one, why do we need another Tochacha? We already had one. We had one in B'chakosai. Right? We had one by Harsinai. We already know. If you don't do this, all these terrible things are going to happen. So question one, why do we need another Tochacha? You know, don't we remember, you know, what happened just a couple of years earlier? And even if you don't remember, isn't it, isn't it binding? Question one. 
Question two. If you look in the Tochacha, this Tochacha, it's written in the singular. Oror ata bivoecha, v'oror ata b'tzeisecha, yishalach Hashem b'cha, yadbeik Hashem b'cha, uva'u alecha. All in the singular. All in the singular. V'haisa nivlascha lo ma'achal, yach Hashem b'shchinra, v'chul asher lo tuchal, ta lo tuchlu le'erapei, v'hayita v'mashesh b'tzaharayim. A lot of it is in the singular. Well, if you look back in Bechukosai, look back in Bechukosai, right, it is said, right, in Bechukosai Telechu, and it starts off, the brachas, right, it's not, Kisava v'hayom shemoa tishma b'kala shemalakecha. What exactly is the message that this is in the singular and that's in the plural? So why do you need it? Number two, singular and plural. Number three, this tochacha, and Moshe already alludes to it in this week's parsha, it's not finished yet, this whole process. Right? Moshe talks about Hargrizim and Harevel and what's going to be there and the stones. And that didn't happen in Moshe's lifetime. Right? Yoshua did that. He set up the stones and the yard day and Hargrizim and Harevel. So what is Moshe even referring to here? And if there's some type of process that starts, so why did Moshe start it? Just let Yoshua do it. And if it's a process that, so why did Moshe finish it? So what's going on here? So it's a beautiful essay Rav Shechter has in Rav Shechter Al Haparsha, right, in the, uh, the English. If he starts off with the halachic yisod that the Vilna Gon points out and others point out. Whenever something's in the singular versus the plural, usfartem lachem, ulakachtem lachem. Ironically, whenever something is in the plural, then it means sphere lakalechad ve'echad. Plural means each and every. That's why Sfirah Sa'omer, Usfartem Lachem, Sfirah Lakalechad Ve'echta. Lakachtem Lachem, Lulav, Lakich Lakalechad Ve'echad. But if it's in the singular, then it's Klal Yisrael as a unit, one. Right? Counting Yovel, Visafarta Lacha, Sheva Shapso Shanim, Sheva Shanim, Sheva Pamim, the Bezdin on behalf of Klal Yisrael. The singular is Klal Yisrael as a unit, or their representative. The plural is yechidim, l'kolechad ve'echad. So how does that, and that applies to mitzvot and other parts of the parsha. How does that relate to here? Explains of Shechter, maybe it's based also on uh, some of the words of Rav Salvechik. There were two brisos. There's the bris of Harsinai and the bris of Arvos Moav. And they needed a second bris. What is a bris? A bris is a covenant, a commitment. That's what the tochacha is. They needed a second bris. Why? Because the bris of Harsinai, the bris, not the mitzvos, so to speak, per se, but the entire covenant bris agreement commitment was not binding on future generations. If I promise to do something personally that's not binding on my children, right? I promise to do anything I want. My children weren't promised. Harsinai wasn't binding. Why? Because we were Am Yisrael, but we weren't a full halachic connected Am yet. The integrity of the idea of an Am could not happen yet. This is all here in source number eight and source number nine. It couldn't happen yet. Yes, all of our Nishamas were there in a certain sense. But you can't 
make a shvua or an oath for an neshama. So that's why we needed a second covenant. So how is the covenant different? Because the second covenant was to the Am, not to Yechidim. And, as he gives the mashal, if a country signs a peace treaty, then even if everybody in the country, it's the next generation, every country has to fulfill the previous peace treaty. They can't undo it. They're bound by the peace treaty from the previous generation because it was signed as the country. It wasn't signed as individuals. So when B'nai Yisrael accepted the Torah in Arvos Moab and that priest, that was binding on all future generations. But the question is, why did it have to wait? Why couldn't there be a treaty like that? Why couldn't there be a bris like that by Harsinai? Because there wasn't the mitzarif. They didn't have the ability to be connected. The ultimate unifier. The Torah unifies on a certain level. But in terms of Am, what's the unifier of Kla Yisrael to become a unit? Not only Torah. Torah is part of it. But the chosen people in the chosen land. Eretz Yisrael was needed. We know many halachas define Kahal Yisrael that have nothing to do with Eretz Yisrael mitzvahs But there are many halachas that are tali on Kahal Yisrael. Gemar and Gimel. Right? Parhelam Davar Shal Tzibar. How do you define the majority of Jews? Majority of Kahal Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael. A Jew could be anywhere. Kahal Yisrael is Eretz Yisrael. The Ramam says, when do you make a bracha? Baracha Chama Razim? 600,000 Jews? Only in Eretz Yisrael. Egla Rufa, communal responsibility, only in Eretz Yisrael. Smicha, only in Eretz Yisrael. Kiddush HaChodesh. Right? All these halachas have nothing to do with Mitzvah Satuliyah's Ba'aretz. But they have to do with the Kahal of Yisrael, and that's Eretz Yisrael. And Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't going in, but he was on the banks. He was on the banks, and he started, and he could start the bris, which Yehoshua bin Nun was then going to finish. That's why we have a second tochacha. That's why it's written in the singular because it's to the am, not to individuals. And that's why it starts with Moshe and goes to Yehoshua. Look at the bottom of page number four. Nevertheless, while it is true that all the neshamas were present, the bris of Harsinai is not legally binding on a neshama. Only on a person. We today would not be obligated to observe the mitzvahs were it not for the second bris at Arvos Moav. It was this bris which obligated the future generations. Future generations of Jews can only be bound by an earlier bris if first there exists the concept of Kla Yisrael as a unit. Until they entered Eretz Yisrael, they were only Yechidim, right? Arvos, we learn now from this week's parsha. Kla Yisrael Revim Zelazeh. Why didn't that start 40 years ago? Right? Why only Achan was punished? But all the, all the times that he violated in the desert, he wasn't punished. Why didn't Arvis start now? Because now there's a Tziruf. Now there's a Tziruf in Eretz Yisrael. So, so Moshe, Arvos Moav. Arvos literally means the plains, but it's definitely a connection there. Definitely a connection there for sure. Mi'urav. When people are, are mixed together. Thus, the second bris was begun by Moshe, completed by Yoshua. Completed by Yoshua. Right, there is, we mentioned this, I think, in past years also, Rav Sadiakon counts a separate mitzvah of Arvus. Separate mitzvah. Rechem Vashaprola points it out. Separate mitzvah of Arvus. He quotes, he quotes it in the next, uh, the next section. But then he says also at the end, Rav Salvechik explained, right, and Salvechik said that the, these psukim, right, uh, referred to the future, but as Rav Shechter ends off, 
if people want to be part of Kahal, if Jews want to be part of Kahal Yisrael, it goes all about their connection to Eretz Yisrael. Being here, being connected. He writes at the end, the reformed Jews of Germany who deleted any mention of Eretz Yisrael from the Siddur and who severed their ties to our national homeland removed themselves from the entity of Klal Yisrael. You might be Jewish. If you have a Jewish mother, you're Jewish. But to be part of Kahal Yisrael, you need a connection to Eretz Yisrael. Those who consider themselves to be out of place in Golis do maintain a share in the institution of Klal Yisrael, even though the full tzirif of Klal Yisrael will fall only to those who actually live in Eretz Yisrael. That's the mitzarif that uh, was needed at the end of of the uh, 40 years. Okay. Moving right along, let's try to squeeze in two more two more thoughts. First, we have a quoted also in a while in source number 11 from the Shalheves Yosef Chai. Right, that's the Sefer that has a Vart on every uh, on every parsha and then relates to the Vart to Revavadia, right, about his uh, about his life. So uh, the Shalheves Yosef Chai usually asks a question, gives three or four answers, and then talks about Revavadia. So there he discusses here the question that many ask. He has a couple of uh, uh, approaches. Right in the Atochacha, one of the punishments is four because we didn't serve Hashem b'simcha v'tov levav be'rov kol. We weren't enough b'simcha when we served Hashem. So the question is, we did the mitzvahs, we didn't do a b'simcha. That's such a cause for for uh, tsaris. So he has three answers, just to mention them quickly. Number one, he says yes. There's separate schar for the mitz for the for the simcha that we get during the mitzvah itself. Of course, Midrashim to this effect, right, just for doing the mitzvah b'simcha, there is separate schar. Besides the mitzvah, number one. Number two, if I don't do the mitzvah b'simcha, that's a reflection that I'm not so interested in doing the mitzvah. And he gives the, uh, the mashal, right, we just mentioned it earlier, the Gemara and Kiddushin. Grand Kedushin says, there could be somebody who does a ton for their parents and is punished for it, somebody who does very little for their parents and is rewarded. If somebody does a ton for their parents but with a sour face and with a grunt and with a, with a oh, yeah, here, here, Dad, then they're punished for it. If somebody does very little, they're all they have, but they do it with a smile, they do it with a simcha. So that's a diff. When we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, very scary. When we're not besimcha, when we're not happy when we're doing mitzvos, we're not into it and excited about it, it's like serving our father with a sour face. I don't really want to do this. Simcha defines the mitzvah. Well, if we do it, besimcha, no matter what we do, even if we only do a little bit. And he even says, maybe that's pshat, a question maybe that we, we joke about. Why is it that we Jews are always eating? Whenever there's a mitzvah, we eat. Prismila. Marriage. Whenever we Jews get together, we eat. Shabbos, Yantif, everything's food. Because he, he says, he doesn't quote it, it's a, it's a Rashi. Because the way we show simcha is by eating. We're human beings. And we want to show that we're always besimcha when we're serving on Kaddish Baruch Wine, whatever it is, we're besimcha. And that's why he even adds, fascinating, we're so medactic on Tircha de Tzibura, right? No hosafos on weekdays, right? We don't say a longer tefillah. There's so many... Because Chazal don't want us to have any association, negative association with mitzvos. Even a little bit. So that's number two. And number three, similar but different, maybe if we don't do a mitzvah b'simcha, that'll be a reflection that we think 
that mitzvahs are to make our lives more difficult. And we can't reflect that. Right? The opposite of Ratzach Kaddish Baruch Lezachah says Yisrael, Lefichach Torah Mitzvahs. Hashem gave us so many mitzvahs to be mezakeos. If we don't do mitzvahs besimcha, so it might give off the reflection of the opposite. And I didn't give you the, the, the second half of the part. And he said, and this is Rebavadiyah was always besimcha, etc. He just added on, you know, there's a, there's a minag of the shlot to say a pasuk at the end of Shmon Asrei that starts with the same letter as the beginning of my name and ends with the same le- the, how my name ends. So he says, Rebavadiyah always used to say the pasuk, Ivdu as Hashem besimcha ba'ulafan of birnana, which is ayin and hey, Right, the name Ovadia. Okay, again, there's more to those three. Feel free to look, but just to end off with one final thought from Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu Bachai talks about what's the purpose of life. This time of year, it's a good thing to talk about. Rabbeinu Bachai, Pasik Nun Ches, all the way at the end of the parsha. The purpose of life, we spoke about this at the beginning of the year. We'll focus it on the end of the year. Says the Pasik, in Lotish Marlasos, it's called Devriya Torah Zos. You have to keep all the mitzvos. He's mentioned it before, Yiras Hashem. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, isn't it interesting that Shlomo HaMelech ended his two svarim that are about wisdom with the same theme? Right? Koheles and Mishle both end with Yiras Hashem. Right? Eshashchayel is the last parak in Mishle. Isha Yiras Hashem hitasalal. And Koheles, of course, ends with Yiras Hashem. Rabbeinu Bachai mentions... Right, it's source 15. Bi'er ha'kosav hazeh, ki ha'kavana b'chol ha'mitzvot sheba Torah, tachlis achas, the hi'ayira. The ultimate of any, all mitzvot, is yira. What does yira he mean in this context? To be God-centric. To always focus shivisi Hashem l'negdi tamid. This is yira in the sense of awe. Yira in the sense of recognizing Hashem is always in my life. Hashem holds everything else together. And that's why it's a mitzvah. It's every second of our life. Right? What do we say? What is it? Yiras Hashem Tahora Omedes La'ad. It's forever. It's every second. There's never a second that we shouldn't have this record. What are the six mitzvahs videos? But Yiras Hashem in that context might be more in terms of the punishment, also Yiras Onesh. But this Yiras Shemayim is a, is, a, is a recognition, a life recognition that that's what life's about. And that's the Tochacha. Because we didn't have enough of this recognition. And of course, the way to be misakin is for us to recognize and to realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always front and center in our life, whether we, there's nigla, whether there's nistar, but either way, that's what the tochacha is meant to teach us. And we should recognize that this is a, we're zocheh to Torah because of this week's parsha, the bris of Arbos Moav. That is why we have Torah, and those of us who are here in Eretz Yisrael have the ultimate part of the Mitzarev, those who don't have the schus to yet be here, though the, the connection that they feel helps them be the Mitzarev, but again to remember, this Kahal Yisrael, we are all one in an Echad way, remembering the other part that we mentioned uh, a little bit earlier. Okay, we'll stop here. Uh, but I hope to have uh, the Debrei Chizuk from Slichas also up on the, on the OU website, Be'ezrei Shabbos at some point too.